Amen. Um, so guys, before I left, I said to you a couple weeks ago uh, that the Lord's really been put on my heart, that there had to be some point that we start to transition a little bit as, um, as we're building a new church facility. And that transition uh, has to go from just worrying about, oh my gosh, how are we going to pay for it? How are we going to finance it? All that. And remember, we had great news a couple weeks ago that we'd, we'd met some amazing financial goals, though we're not done uh, raising money, being faithful in, in what God's called us to. Uh, we, we do need to start talking about uh, who God wants us to be, right? Uh, because it's not just about walking into a building, uh, it's, a, it's about being the people that are supposed to fill that building with the heart and the intention of reaching the people surrounding that building. And uh, so the Lord had really just put on my heart, uh, man, we, we, need to, we need to change kind of what we're doing, what we're thinking about, our focus, those kind of things. And one of the things he'd really put on my heart is the need to begin to pray. Uh, the need to begin to pray, right? And so uh, I, I just, I'm going to share with you, we're going to do a lot of things over the next several months um, to help us all become uh, people of prayer. Uh, but, but, you know, there's going to be these kind of one-offs along the way that I go, hey, this is, this is important enough. We've got to stop everything we're doing and talk about this thing. And this is one of those uh, things I feel like the Lord's laid on my heart that I want to share with you this morning. So we're going to talk about becoming a house of prayer. And, uh, and we're going to jump in with, uh, with where that comes from. And so this is Jesus speaking, uh, our, our Savior, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And uh, you guys remember in, in Passion Week, he walks into the temple, and, uh, and the church, the temple, is not being, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. So he turns over some tables, uh, and this is what he says in Matthew 21, 13. He says to them, it's written, my house will be called a house of prayer. But you, you're making it a den of thieves. And so he's like, hey, listen, uh, the house of God, the temple of God, is meant to be a house of prayer. It's not meant to be caught up. Uh, and you guys remember what they're doing, right? They're, they're selling uh, like, 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 like birds and animals that, uh, that are not worthy of, of being sacrificed level. Um, they're exchanging money at rates, so they're making money. Like, like it, it's, just, it's, it's not what it is supposed to be. So Jesus is upset. He reminds him, like, hey, he's quoting Old Testament, my house will be called a house of prayer. That's what God said. And so he's just kind of calling them back to that. So you guys may remember that. Y'all remember that, right, in Scripture? Okay, so these are kind of well-known things. Uh, but you may also remember... Uh, that at one point in Jesus' ministry, uh, that again talking about, about the temple, uh, that, that he, he says this in John 2, uh, 18 through 21, it says, the Jews replied to him, well, what sign will you show us doing these things? And Jesus answered, destroy this temple, and I will raise it up in three days. Uh, therefore, the Jews said, this temple took 46 years to build, and you'll raise it up in three days? Uh, but... He was speaking about the temple of his body, right? Jesus was speaking about the temple of his body. And so we, we have Jesus walking into the temple, uh, turning over tables, and he says, hey, my house is going to be called a house of prayer. Uh, we have Jesus surrounded uh, by the Pharisees, and, uh, and, and they're like, well, give us a sign. And he's like, I've already given you lots of signs, but I'll tell you what, uh, you, you, you tear down this temple, and I'll build it up in three days. They're like, it took us 46 years, man. You're crazy. You've lost your mind. And, and, and like, he's smiling. He's like, no, that's not the temple I'm talking about. I'm talking about this temple right? And then if we were going to study out Scripture systematically, thinking about the temple 
And now thinking about what Jesus has done, he's called a place a temple. Now he's called himself the temple, which by the way, uh, that he is, right? Everything in scripture points to Jesus. When you think about the tabernacle in the Old Testament, right? It said that Jesus uh, came to be with us. Uh, it's actually, he came to tabernacle, to tabernacle to dwell with us. Uh, that everything in that Old Testament tabernacle pointed to Jesus, right? From, from, from the tent of meeting, that, that's, it's all about Jesus, the bread of presence. Jesus is the bread of life. Uh, I, I mean, you, you just think about the, the aroma of Christ and the incense. Everything points to Jesus. So, so we have Jesus talking about the temple, uh, the, the, the building, if you will, uh, as a whole, saying this will be a house of prayer. Then he says, I'm the temple, right? And then he says through the Apostle Paul, uh, he says this in 1 Corinthians six 19, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? So there is a temple, there's a place that the people of God meet. Jesus is the temple, and because of Jesus and his work on the cross, right? Because he conquered death, because he ascended into heaven, because he sent the Spirit, we are now the temple, okay? So, so there's really one primary point for you this morning. Uh, here's your first big fill in the blank, ready? It's this, is that we are meant to be houses of prayer. We, Right? It's a lot easier to think of the building, to think of the church building as the place that's supposed to be the house of prayer. Because then we get to put all that up on uh, paid staff. <laughs> well, you're supposed to have a prayer meeting, right? And there's a lot of church upset. Why, why, why don't we have a prayer meeting? Why don't we do this? And, and, like, and, and listen, some churches do this really, really well. I, I was uh, at First Baptist Borker before I came here. Um, they had a prayer room that was on the outside of the building that had its own key. You couldn't get into the church from it, but it was just an exterior room. And uh, they were known for doing these seasons of 24-hour prayer uh, where, where literally somebody would get up and drive to the church at 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning, open the door, go in and pray for an hour, and, and then leave like it was amazing. It was amazing. I was never the 3 a.m. guy, okay? Just want to tell you, we had young kids, wasn't happening. I was doing good to be in bed by 3 a.m., and uh, you can thank my middle one, Connor James, for that. But, um, but it, it, it was pretty incredible. But we have this tendency to think of, of the church in that way. Well, a house of prayer has to be the building. It has to be the programs. It has to be something that you do. It has to be a ministry, right? And then we have, have Jesus, uh, the one that we follow, uh, right? Because we call ourselves Christians. That's little Christ walking in his, his, his footsteps. He says, I'm, I'm the temple, right? And then he tells us through Paul, and, and you're the temple, right? Uh, otherwise, you're the house of, of God. You're the house of, of prayer. And, and so uh, what I, I want you to know is we're going to focus on becoming that over the next several months. I feel like that's what the Lord has called me uh, to teach on a regular basis is that we're meant to become these people. That we're, we're all meant to be houses of prayer because we are the temple in which God lives by his spirit. And Jesus walks in, he says, hey, you're not supposed to be a den of thieves, right? He could call us a den of a lot of other things too. But you are meant to be houses of prayer. And so over the, over the next several months, we're going to have some things I'm going to talk to you about. I, I'm just going to talk to you about one aspect of it this morning. One thing I believe the Lord is calling us to do uh, when it comes to becoming the church that God wants us to be, a church that is on mission to reach the people of Elgin, Texas. And I think prayer is, is going to be huge. And, and I want to tell you why right now. Because, if we're going to just talk theology for a second, and we know if we were to study the Bible from beginning to end, uh, that sometimes, and this is hard to explain, sometimes prayer changes the way that God acts. Period. 
Sometimes prayer changes the way that God acts. Now, now people, depending on what theological spectrum they're on, don't love that. Uh, like, like some of my, you know, some, some, some of my Arminian friends are like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm in control. I change everything. I can change God's mind. Right? And then there's my Calvinist friends are like, that makes me really uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, this is just what Scripture teaches the whole of it, is that sometimes prayer changes the way God acts. Like sometimes uh, battles are won when we're in prayer, and sometimes they're lost when we're not. Like that's the truth. Jesus shows up and he says, like, hey, here's the truth that you don't see. Just like there are some blessings that we don't have because of our lack of obedience, right? There are some blessings that we'll only receive through obedience. There are some things that we will only receive through prayer, right? God's Word says you do not have because you do not ask. That's in the book of James we're studying, by the way. When you do ask, you ask with the wrong motives. And so there are times, there are some things in our lives we don't have because of prayer. I'm going I'm to take that a step further. This is from our Lord himself. There are some miracles, there are some healings, there are some spiritual breakthroughs that we don't see because of lack of prayer. You remember Jesus comes down off uh, the mountain and the other disciples have been trying to cast out a demon and, and this, that demon ain't going anywhere. It's kind of kicking their tail and he, and he comes down and he's like, why, why are you having such a problem? And he says, this, this one will only come out through prayer. Jesus begins to pray. And, and so I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think there are some things in, in, in the next few months. I think there are some strongholds in the city. I think there are some relationships and some people uh, that are only, are only going to come to the Lord, are only going to come down through prayer, through prayer. And that is if we become the temple that God intends us to be, and we become the house of prayer. Does that make sense? So this morning, I want to talk to you about one aspect. Now, again, I, I shared on Wednesday night, there's other aspects coming. Uh, pretty soon, you guys will get a, a weekly prayer card from me. Uh, so you can begin thinking about that now. That, and we want every member in our church to think about and pray about a family that they want to worship with on Sundays when we're in that new building. Now, it doesn't have to start in the new building, but that's the goal. Uh, and, and we're going to start praying for those people. So you'll have one family you pray for on Monday, and a different family you pray for every Tuesday, and a different family you pray for every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you're going to fill up your weekly prayer card with seven families. And your goal is to begin just praying for those families. That's where you start, right? And, and, and then from there, we want you to take the next step and begin uh, doing life with those families, maybe invite them over, uh, you know, go do something with them, those kind of things. And, and ultimately, way down the line, ultimately, we hope that ends up in saying, hey, we love you so much. We want to do spiritual life with you too. Will you join us in worship? Right, that's where it's going to get to. That's not step one, though. That's like step eight, okay? And so we, we're, we're, that's coming too. But this morning, what I want to focus on is I want to talk to you about the importance of prayer walking. And this is something that the Lord's really put on my heart uh, when it comes to these, these new areas, these new communities, right? And so uh, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about prayer walking. And, uh, and, and I had this vision as we were kind of thinking through this. Um, you guys remember the, the Battle of Jericho? You guys remember that, right? It's the craziest battle, in, in my opinion, in, in the history of humanity. Uh, because God tells his people they're going to take the strongest, most fortified city that there is. And, uh, and he says, okay, and by the way, you're not going to use any weapons, uh, right, except praise. That's it, right? You're going you're, you're to scream and shout. You guys are going to pray. But you're, you're going to walk around this city. You're just going to walk seven times. You're going to walk and you're going to see what I do. And, and uh, I just think there's power in that. So when we talk about prayer walking, I, I just thought, man, 
you know what? I think there's some strongholds. I think there's some barriers out there. I think uh, to, to families coming to, to a church building uh, at all, uh, much less a family coming to a First Baptist Church building, much less a family. I, I mean, you know, you, you guys follow me there with those barriers. I think there's some things that are only going to come down when we, when we walk around those things in faith over and over and over again. And so this morning I want to talk to you about prayer walking. And uh, I want to just start by talking about why uh, I think it's important that we prayer walk, okay? And so uh, there's a few blanks if you want to fill them in. Uh, here they are. But uh, why do we, why, why do we um, think prayer walking is important? Because as you pray, as you, you participate in prayer walking, uh, when you're there, uh, God opens your eyes and prepares your heart to see our community from His perspective. So prayer walking changes our perspective. We begin to see things that we wouldn't see unless we were doing this thing called prayer walking. And as we do that, we will develop a deeper burden for the lost around us and a fresh appreciation for people as God sees them. Again, I'll say it one more time. As, as you pray, prayer walking, God will open your eyes, prepare your heart to see our community from His perspective. Uh, you'll deepen or you'll develop a deeper burden for the loss around you and a fresh appreciation for people as, as God uh, sees them. And so, guys, when we, when we do this exercise, this, this thing called a prayer walk, what happens is, is when we get our feet on the ground in the places that we're praying, we see people differently. It's one thing to say, oh, God, I want to pray for all those new communities coming to Elgin. That's one thing, right? It's a totally different thing to walk those new communities and see the people that are coming there. Right? You go, oh my gosh, look at all these kids. Or, or you may walk into an area of the neighborhood and go, man, I, I, I didn't realize that this, this whole area, uh, you know, they, they, they're these type of people. Or, or, or uh, maybe they're, they're, they're an older group over here and, and man, we need to worry about a senior adult ministry. Or you think through it until your feet are on the ground and you see what's going on. You can't, you can't know who the people, how do you even know how to pray for people that you've never seen? Right? It's kind of like that love your neighbor thing. You can't really do that, which is the second greatest command, if you've never seen your neighbor. Right? And, and so it, it changes our perspective. The other thing, when you start intentionally praying for people on purpose, and you're walking through communities, all of a sudden, this burden for the lost thing, this fire, like, starts in you. Because you're praying for everybody. Like, Lord, I'm just, I'm going to pray for these people. I don't even know those people. But here's what I'm praying, God. I'm praying that strongholds will fall. I'm praying that they will come to faith in Christ. And suddenly, you, you now, just when you're out at H-E-B, or at Walmart, or you're eating a, over at Morelia's, or A-B, everybody you see, you're going, I wonder if they're one of the people that lives in the houses I've been praying for. Man, I wonder if they know Jesus. And we become intimately focused on the things of God and the people of God. And I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but I'm just going to say right now that the majority of Christians are not that way. We're not. We, 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 church is about us. That's how we view it. We come here with expectations of what we're going to get. What, 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 what is it for me? And, and so we're trying to do something pretty revolutionary, y'all. We're trying to build a building that's actually not for us. Where, where we all jump on board and say, hey, we're missionaries here to see people reach for the sake of Christ. That's why we'll exist. That's, that's, that is not what the majority of people do on Sunday morning. Can I just share that with you? The majority of people on Sunday morning show up and say, it's what I want. I want my music. I want my people. I want my program. And so we're like, from, from day one, going, hey, we're going to set our feet into a mission field that's totally other-focused, right? And so, so prayer's huge, all right? 
So, so here's how I would kind of define it, break it up into these two principles. I totally stole this material from somebody that was way smarter than me, just so you know. Okay, so don't give me any credit. All right, so here we go. Uh, I, I think it's these two things primarily. Ready? Uh, praying on site, praying on site in the area you're asking God to move, right? So we have this beautiful new property and a beautiful new building. By the way, on Wednesday, you're going to see steel start to be erected. Hello? It's crazy, right? Foundation is set. They're supposed to be starting to put up steel on Wednesday. Now, if it doesn't happen, that's not on me. That's what I was told. So I'm sharing that information. Okay, so that, that's going on. So I just want you to know that's crazy. That's crazy. So we want to be praying in the communities that are surrounding. We've got all these new subdivisions. We want to be praying there. But we've got new subdivisions that aren't just right there. We've got new subdivisions within a mile or two from there. Saratoga Farms over uh, behind H-E-B and Walmart. We want to be praying there. We want to be praying uh, in County Line, which is an older subdivision. In Shenandoah, which is right there. Uh, like, like all these places, we want to be praying. We want to be setting foot in the places that we're asking God to move. And friends, that is what we were doing. We were asking God to move in the hearts of the people that are going to surround this building. God, we want you to move. So, we're, so, so listen, it is praying on sight, being there while we're praying. Uh, it's also praying with insight. And this is huge. If you're going to uh, circle something uh, somewhere at, at some point, but it, we're, we're, we're looking. We can't do this without being on sight. But then we're looking for visual clues as we walk. And we're remaining sensitive to the promptings of God as we pray, okay? So for instance, when you're on site, this happened uh, this week uh, when we went out Wednesday night. Um, I had somebody tell me, man, I, I'd never thought about prayer walking that way. Now, how many of you have ever been on a prayer walk before, anybody? Okay, how many of you thought it was super successful? Okay, a couple of you. And some of you, how many of you thought, I, I, don't, I didn't get that at all. Anybody do that? You ever do a prayer walk? And you're like, eh. I, I know a lot of people, you've done that. And it became more of like, I'm talking with somebody. I'm, so this is like intentional. So when we're on the ground, uh, one of the things that we're doing, you see things. And so you see a bunch of kids' bikes. What are we praying now? Oh, Lord Jesus, you said let the children come to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Lord, I pray for these kids that they would come to know you through a vacation Bible school, maybe even ours, but if not ours, some other church. I pray that their, their parents would lead them to Christ. Father, if their parents don't know you, I'm going to lift them up to you right now. That this whole uh, household would be saved and baptized like as we read in the book of Acts, right? I'm just praying over them the things that I've read through Scripture. Does that, does that make sense to you guys, right? So we're just praying those things. So I'm praying on site and I'm praying with insight. I'm actually seeing the things around me and I'm, I'm, I'm praying those things. For instance, I was, uh, I was, I was on prayer walk in um, Peppergrass. Peppergrass was my area Wednesday night. So we're going through Peppergrass and I got to like a little section. I don't know what it was. It was like two or three houses in a row. I think everybody was an electrician. I mean, really, like every, every car is like so-and-so electric, so-and-so electric, so-and-so electric. So like, what, what are you, like hey, like, lights are important. Jesus, you're the light of the world. And I'm just seeing what's before him. Jesus, you're the light of the world. I pray that they would come to know that, right? That everyone that follows uh, you will never walk in darkness. I'm just visual cues of things that I'm seeing, whether it's kids' toys, whether anything that makes me think, right? I w there's one house, beautiful flowers. Beautiful, I mean, beautiful, like they were killing it. They were all in pots. They weren't in the ground. That's probably why they were doing so well. I mean, they were everywhere. I was like, oh my gosh, right? And so, so again, what are you, like thinking through Scripture, Right? The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Father, I pray that this family would cling to your word. 
I'm just praying over what I see before me, okay? And so, so that's kind of the why of, of prayer walking. That's what it is. It's praying on site, praying with insight. Um, so I, I want to share with you, I'm going to do this as quickly as I can because we've got to get out of here, uh, uh, what to pray for, okay? So, um, so we get in those situations that we're like, I don't know what to pray for, so I'm going to give you a list. And it's on these PDFs. So you can take it with you. So here's some things that you can pray. Pray for every home you walk by, okay? By the way, this sets your pace, all right? Prayer walk shouldn't be a murderous pace. I love you. If you're trying to do cardio, this isn't it. All right? It's not. It's not. This is speed walking. Like, you can't, there's no way you can really pray well for every house you go by if you're just there to get your heart rate over 120 beats per minute. There's no way. Right? So, so we, we want to, this is a slower pace. It just is, right? So I'm going to pray for every home I walk by. You can, you, you can do that one side of the street, come back on another side of the street. Uh, we, we, we're praying that the Holy Spirit would begin working on the hearts of the people that we pass by. Lord, would you, would you begin work, right? We're, we're praying for marriages to be healed. Uh, guys, one of our huge initiatives when we, when we launch uh, is we, we want to put a massive focus on marriages that hasn't been focused on in Elgin yet. Okay? We're, we're talking about starting a brand new ministry that, that is, is focused on building up marriages. Uh, I'm praying that God would provide resources that if, if marriages are so broken that that ministry doesn't heal them, that we'll be able to help pay for marriage counseling for, for couples. Now, currently we have a grant that's helping with some of that. I mean, I'm just praying God's going to provide those resources that will be the place that, if, hey, if your marriage is jacked up, what do I do? Where do I go? And they're going to go, you go to First Baptist, Right? I want to be those people, all right? So marriages be healed, families to be saved. Like I said, man, I, I, I hear about entire families being baptized in the New Testament. I go, yeah, we want that. that that's who we want to be. Uh, kids and youth to hear and receive the gospel. And, and pray for revival. Pray that hearts would be stirred, that something new would happen in Elgin, Texas that would be like so crazy that a church would be so other-focused that that like gets out. And people are like, oh my gosh, like, what's wrong with those people? All they do is focus on other people. Look at all these people getting saved and baptized. Like, maybe we should try that. That'd be awesome, right? And pray for revival, right? Pray for the removal of spiritual blinders and barriers, right? Uh, we, we know that there's an enemy. We know that he is real, okay? I, I think about Saul, right? I remember Saul, uh, he, he had those scales on his eyes, and eyes had to come and pray over him for those scales to be removed. There are people walking around amongst us, and, and they literally, they have spiritual blinders. Or they can't see the things of God. They can't really hear the things of God. They can't understand the things of God. They need the Spirit of God. We need to pray that God would remove those scales from their eyes, from their hearts, right? And we need to pray that, uh, that, that there'd be a breaking of bondage and strongholds in their life, right? Jesus came to break every chain. He came to set the captives free, and, and we just need to pray that over people. Lord, as I'm walking through this neighborhood, I just have this sense of captivity, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know where it's from, but God, I am praying that you would break these people free, that you would let these people go. I am just praying scripture as I'm walking uh, through these neighborhoods. Uh, blessings over homes and families, right? Blessings over homes and families. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for you this morning. Uh, I, I'm cheating here. Um, but this morning, I, I looked up some blessings from Scripture. You guys can do this. Uh, it's, it's just straight there from the internet. For instance, number 6, uh, 24 through 26. May the Lord bless and keep you. May He smile on you. May be gracious to you, right? Uh, Psalm 20, verse 4. May God give you the desires of your heart and make all plans that you have succeed. Uh, Psalm 67, 1. May God be gracious to you and bless you and make His face shine upon you. Ephesians uh, three sixteen. May you experience the love of Christ. 
though it's so great you'll never fully understand. And may you be filled with the fullness of life. And, and, and like there's probably ten more in this article I pulled up. Just walking, praying blessings over people. Right? Uh, the expansion of God's kingdom. Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in, in heaven. I pray for the local schools and the teachers. Most of these communities have a school right next to it. And, and, and let me tell you, there's a teacher shortage, y'all, because nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to do it. And, and, and they don't get paid enough to start with, and now you can make X amount over here, and teachers are like, hey, hey, we're paying our, we're trying to get teachers to come uh, to Elgin. It is a tough sell, y'all. You need to be praying. It's not just an L. It's, it's all over. Uh, there was a job fair recently, a whole bunch of school districts. There's usually thousands of people at it. They had five people show up in person. Five. Right? Let's pray for your teachers. Pray for your, your administrators. Pray for wisdom. Pray that the Lord will move. Pray for your community leaders, your first responders. Right? And so... Uh, so I want you to do all those things. And this next point's really huge. You're like, that's a long list, Pastor. So this, this next point, I need to say this, because you could get caught up in this and you can mess, miss the next point. This is part of being open to the Holy Spirit's leading. Uh, so we can see that next one. You, you definitely need to be prepared, and this is a fill in the blank, to respond and engage as you do this. So I'm walking, I'm praying these things over people, and as I'm praying, Lord, I pray your blessing over this family, somebody walks outside. And I'm right there. Like this is... Hello! That's the Lord going, hey! Smile! By the way, you should be smiling, okay? Don't, don't freak anybody. Be smiling, right? Go, hey, how, how are you? They're going to be like, whoa, what? what? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What are you, hey, listen, my name is, and you just tell them. Tell them your name. Like, hey, my name's Jason. Listen, I'm just out tonight um, praying for, for people in this neighborhood. Uh, is, is there anything I could pray for for you by chance? You can tell them, I, my name is Jason, I'm, I'm a member of the church that's being built right over there, and man, we're just committed to praying uh, for your neighborhood. Is there anything I could pray for, for you, right? And I've, I've engaged them, I've engaged them with a smile. Uh, you know, uh, most people, if you ask them if there's anything you could pray for, like, most people will give you something, and if they don't, that's cool, that's cool. Now, they may give you something crazy, like, yeah, would you pray that I win the lottery, Okay. It's a, that's a real one. I've got, I know a pastor that they have a prayer team that goes down 6th Street like every Friday, Saturday. And uh, they wear these really funky shirts that say, hey, we're, we're praying for you or something like that. Or can I pray for you? And so, uh, so like one guy, junkie, kind of like, I want to. I mean, he's out there. He was like, I want to win the lottery. And then the guy's like, hey, cool, can I pray for you? He's like, yeah, you can pray for me. And he prays for him. He says, Lord, uh, silver or gold I don't have, but in the name of Jesus, what I have I give freely. I pray that this man would receive you, and he would know that you provide abundance beyond any resource that this world could provide or offer. Amen. Right? Now, now he didn't pray that he'd win the lottery. Guess what? The guy wasn't mad at all. He's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Gives him a big hug. People just need to be prayed for. They just want to be prayed for. So be prepared to respond, to engage. Uh, there's what to say, right? Um, so let me give you some tips. I want to give some tips and I got to let you go. Uh, so here are some tips. I'm going to talk about the walking part, uh, the praying part, and, uh, and then we'll close with kind of a, a, a debrief part. So uh, when you're walking, here's what you need to do first and foremost. You got to determine your route, okay? You need to know where you're going. So don't show up just going, I don't know. Like, just know. Uh, so you need to determine your route. Uh, number two, you need to be safe. I, we want to encourage you as a church to, to, to walk in groups of two or even four. 
uh, which would put two on each side of the street. Um, but two is cool, uh, but, but not by yourself. We really want to encourage you. So if you're, uh, if you're one of my, my single folks and, and you love to walk in the morning, maybe you walk by yourself, what I'm asking is you find somebody to walk with you. Okay? Say, hey, will you walk with me? That doesn't mean you can't do your exercise thing, but when you're doing the prayer walking thing, we want you to be safe. We want you to understand where you are, uh, your surroundings. I mean, even little things like looking out for curbs, like when you're praying. You've got to pray with your eyes open, y'all, by the way. Like you don't want you walking into traffic. So, so that's, that's a big deal. Um, determine the duration. So I'm going to give you a suggestion. Uh, I don't know when it's ever going to be under 100 degrees again in Texas. So uh, I really want to encourage you, keep it to like 30 minutes. And there's a couple reasons why. Uh, physically, I think when it's as hot as it is, that's kind of what's safe probably. Uh, and I know some of you are like, I could do more than that. Well, God bless you. Um, but I'm encouraging you to keep it 30 minutes because there's also a spiritual part of it. If you're doing it right, it could be draining. It could be draining. It could be emotionally like just, oh. Uh, so I'm not saying like you have to set a timer on your phone, but, but kind of know. So like, hey, in 30 minutes, I can probably only do this one street or these two streets and that's it. And I'll come back and I'll do the rest on another night. Um, but this is what we're encouraging. So uh, whether that's a husband and wife going out praying, whether that's some folks from your small group committing to find a time to pray, uh, we want you to do that. Um, I also want you to be sensitive, okay? And you can highlight this one. We want you to be on scene without making a scene, okay? So for instance, uh, I, I know some people, they're like, oh, I, I really want to remember this house and pray for them. Maybe they saw some little kids in the yard. Guess what you don't do, church? You don't take out your phone and take a picture of the children in the house. That's creepy, Okay, the cops will probably show up and you're going to be wearing a shirt possibly that has our church logo on it. We'd like to avoid that. Okay, uh, so same thing, by the way, I know some of you may not be able to walk, uh, so you can do this in your car. Also creepy to be driving slowly in your car and unroll the windows to talk to children. Just not cool, right? So I want you to be on scene without making a scene. You have to be aware of your surroundings. And, uh, and so, so we just throw that out there. We want you to know that's the case. Uh, lastly on this, I want you to avoid casual talking and focus on prayer. Listen to what God is telling you to pray for. So one of the things that's really easy to do when you go on a prayer walk and you have a partner is as you're walking just to start talking with one another. And you could be talking about the things of God, but that's, that's, a, that's a, hey, we went out and talked together. That's not a prayer walk. So what we typically would do instead is, is we're going to go, we'll be with each other, but we're going to be praying, uh, maybe taking turns house by house, praying out loud. Uh, where there may be a period that I want to pray silent. I tell my partner I'm going to pray silently uh, for a couple of houses. Would you mind praying out loud uh, as I do that? And so there is some communication, but we are fully focused on prayer, okay? Uh, we pray, continuing those tips, uh, using Scripture, right? So use verses that you've memorized. A great way, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, it, it is a great one, right? Um, our, our Father who art in heaven. So you kind of start there. God, uh, you are sitting in heaven on your throne. You see all things. You're over all things, including these people, right? Uh, your kingdom uh, come here on earth. We want to see these people in your kingdom. God, I, I pray today that you provide them with all of their physical needs, whether that's finances or just food, Lord. I, I pray that you would step in and that they would see your hand, right? I, I, I pray that you would forgive them of their sins. I pray that they would be forgiving people of others. I'm just, I want to walk through that. So that's an example. Uh, you, you could pray the 23rd Psalm, uh, you know, as a walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Like anything that's on your heart, you can pray scripture. You've got a sheet now that has a whole list of things that you can pray. Uh, so that's in your sermon notes. We've got sheets down here for you so you can pray that list. Uh, you can pray out loud or in a quiet conversational, uh, pray out loud in a conversational voice or, or quietly. And so here's, here's how that works when you're in a, what we don't want you doing 
is walking by a house, for instance, and there's some people in the garage. And you're like, Dear Lord Jesus, I want to pray for those people that are getting drunk over there in that garage right now. Um, like that's, that's probably offensive. Um, so maybe not the most effective way to reach someone. So more of, I'm, I'm just walking with my friend and, and, and my brother. And uh, like I went walking with my daughter. And, uh, and so I'm praying and I'm going, oh, Lord, I just want to pray for these people in this garage. And as we walk by, if there's an ability to strike up a conversation, I really would appreciate the ability to do that. Walk by, hey, good evening, how are you? And if there's a response, I'm going to engage them. And if there's not, I'm just going to wave and, and keep walking, right? And I'll, I'll continue to pray for them. But I'm just, I'm just talking at a low conversational tone or I'm praying silently. So those are so the, the tips there were the prayer uh, or with the walking uh, portion and, and, and again now the praying portion. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit to help you know what to pray for. Um, this is huge. Because if you go on a long prayer walk, you're out for 30 minutes, like you may be done in your mind in like five minutes. Like, I don't know what else to pray for. I, I just pray, Lord bless this house, Lord bless that house, Lord bless this house. This is kind of repetitive. So you go, Holy Spirit, like again, show me. Give me wisdom. Show me how to pray for these families. I'm not sure how to do this and the Holy Spirit will do that. Don't forget to praise God for what you see. Right? You, you see a, a mom and, and, and a baby playing out front or, or, or a dad throwing, throwing pitch with his kids. Man, praise God for that. Oh, God, that is so awesome. Thanks for letting me see that. I pray you would just bless this time. That would be a time that that child remembers for the rest of their life. Right? I, those kind of prayers, those things are effectual. They matter. Uh, and then, again, as you pray, don't be afraid to engage uh, with the people that God brings into your path. <coughs> Nothing major there. Uh, some people think if I, I send them out on a prayer walk, well, I, I've, I've got to know how to share the gospel. Well, that's great if the Lord provides an opportunity for the gospel, but I've got to be honest with you. My preferred method of evangelism is called relational evangelism. It's I, I build a relationship. If the Lord opens a door, I will share the gospel with anybody, right? But I'm, I'm not there to beat them over the head. I'm there to bless them. I'm there to bless them. I'm there to build a relationship. I'm there to pray for them. And, and man, I pray that leads to other openings and opportunities. So we pray those things. Lastly, we want to encourage your group when you're done to do debrief. So meet back wherever you started, by the cars, wherever you parked. Uh, share what God did on your walk. Now, if there's two of you and you were together the whole time, just talk about it. It doesn't have to be anything long. Uh, talk about uh, when you can get together again and close by thanking God for what he is doing. All right? Um, here is the vision, y'all. The vision is that before we open the doors in a new facility, that every community that we hope to reach has been thoroughly prayed for house by house by house. Not one time, but so many times, so many times that the Lord is already stirring and there's an anticipation in them to want to be a part of something that God is doing. All right? We already had people on our first prayer walk Wednesday night uh, go, hey, we've seen that. Man, we, we want to come visit as soon as that's there. Right? That's cool. That's cool. That's the Lord's stirring. So, so here's what we've done. Um, I put together uh, for you a little PDF. It's front and back with all of this information. Um, we want to challenge you to make prayer walking part of your life. Uh, I will tell you right now, evenings are really good for this if you want to have any interactions with people. Late evenings, okay? Not 6 o'clock. It's too hot. So 7.30 to 8.30. Um, some of these neighborhoods, you're going to see people already out walking. Um, we have, uh, we purchase about 100 shirts. That's not enough for everybody. Uh, but if you're, you're like already you're like, yeah, I'm in. I want to do this. Um, we've got shirts from small to double X uh, up here. And uh, you can just take one. They're free. If we need to reorder some, we'll 
figure out where to find some money to do that. Uh, but, uh, but these are just on us. If you say how much they cost, they cost a couple gallons of gas. So that's about what they cost each. If you figure that out in your head, uh, you know, praise God. And so that, that's what they are. So we just kind of purchase those, probably a little less than a couple gallons of gas. But that, that's a good, that's how you should gauge everything right now. How much is that taco? That's about a gallon of gas. Um, and uh, two tacos, gallon of gas, it's good. So um, however you figure that out, um, we're not expecting you to give us any money for that. Um, you can take these for free, but please don't take them unless you're doing it, okay? So take them if you're praying, and we want you to put them on when you go on your walk. Just wear them as you're praying. Uh, I, I will tell you, uh, they're pretty comfy. Um, you know, I'm not stripping down all the way, y'all. Uh, but they are, they, are pretty, they are pretty comfy shirts, and, uh, and so uh, this one has been washed. They shrink just a wee bit uh, afterwards, but on the back, you see, uh, just this little thing. So even as you wear this out in the community, you could be standing in line at HEB, uh, Walmart, and somebody go, hey, uh, here's how you could pray for me. Uh, and, and we're hoping that that'll be a conversational piece. So and we'd love for you to do that. If you were going to prayer walk uh, this week, and we would love for some this week, we're going to ask you to do something that's in addition to prayer walking. We've got some VBS flyers. So, um, so you can actually, when you go out, um, you, you, can, you can come. We've got some maps on what streets we've hit and what streets we haven't. If you would go out and you want to put some flyers on doors, especially where you see any kids' equipment, that kind of thing, that's cool. It's always good to have something from the church uh, on it. It's, it's dual-sided. One side talks about the new church facility and what we're building, those kind of things. But we would love for you to participate. Um, if you're going to do it this week, come see me. I've got maps on what streets we've already hit. Um, now, if you're not handing out flyers and you just want a prayer walk, you don't need to see me about a map. You choose what Lord puts on your heart. You just go prayer walk it, okay? But if you're going to be handing out stuff, we just don't want to put things on doors that we've already covered, if that makes sense. So if you're going to take some stuff with you, I can kind of show you. Here's the areas we ha went where we didn't go. We didn't have a ton of people here Wednesday. Um, but we would love for you to partake. And guys, this is, this is, this is our vision, is, is that we, we are so about what God is doing. Um, that we, and we understand that we can't do it on our own or by ourselves. Amen? Anybody else feel that? We need the Lord to move. And, 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 and man, we don't want to be those people that we get into a new building. We say, God, what happened? And he says unto us, well, you don't have because you didn't ask. All right? Let's ask. Let's ask. Let's pray. Father, thanks for loving us. Thanks for allowing us to be here. God, use this time. Uh, stir our hearts. It's in your name. We pray these things. Amen, amen, amen. We got.